hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. I'm in a hotel room so in, in Budapest. I'm in a hotel room in. I'm in a hotel room in. In where? Levy. In Levy. <laughs> Where's that? In Levy. It's like a town in the northern. It's like a town in the northern uh, uh, Finland. What are you doing of in course, Finland? Where else? What am I doing in Finland? Is what it book, am I book doing stuff in again? Finland? And no, it's uh, stand-up stuff. No, oh, it's uh, stand-up nice. stuff. I did a stand-up gig here. I did, like I did a, a stand-up like a, gig here. This is like a, like a... This oh, town cool. is a ski yeah. resort of sorts. I have a very nice hotel room. But I'm a very nice hotel room. The other two guys are not one comedian called Ali and another guy who was just a comedian they, booker. They ever kind enough. Uh, they they ever kind enough so I could to share a room. So Is I it could because be they heard you snoring? No, it was just because they assumed that I was a diva. <laughs> And I didn't correct them. And I didn't correct them. I am a diva when it comes to hotel room. I am a diva when it comes to hotel room. I am getting, I, like, I think I'm officially too old to share a whole hotel room with a guy. We yeah, share the hotel I, think room I think it's different when you know someone. Yeah, it is. But even, yeah, like, if I, I'm the same, even then, if they were, if they had two rooms available, I would have taken a separate room. Mm, yeah, well, of course you would. Yeah, but, mm, yeah, well, I'm of course you would. But uh, I'm just thinking. I've got. To, I got to remember just to uh, make sure next time I'm booked somewhere that I'm not sharing a room with someone because that's simply not how I roll. I will become a diva when it comes to this thing. I need. Yeah, uh, there's that, but for me, there's also the, like, I have this intense fear that I will keep someone awake from snoring, and yeah. so I don't sleep. Yeah. <clears throat> I have an intense fear of keeping I have an intense fear of keeping someone awake from snoring, but I call <laughs> it being in a relationship. <laughs> yes, I, I, guess, I guess I have that exact same thing going on as well. <clears throat> But anyway, hey, we haven't done the synchronization song. Oh yeah, so no one told you life oh, yeah. was so no gonna be this way. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close, yeah. and there's no echo. Yeah, it's pretty close, and there's no echo. Last time we did this, there was an echo. You didn't hear. We, yeah, I had to. Uh, I couldn't do the. I couldn't synchronize it from the French song because there was already an echo on your half. So I had to just uh, synchronize it so that the echo wouldn't uh, make the, our listeners insane. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I am looking forward to going home. <coughs> yeah? Well, you're going tomorrow or something? Today. Today? Wow. Yes. At, uh, in a couple of hours, I'm flying back to Reykjavik. And then I go straight from the airport to the rehearsals for TEDx Reykjavik. Right. Which I am hosting tomorrow. Oh, you're, yeah, you're hosting the TED thing tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and I got myself prepared. I went and got a, a, a power business haircut. Uh-huh. And I got a beard trimming. It was the first time in my entire life. I have had a, a, a cutthroat razor used on my uh, beard. Yeah, you, you haven't done, done that before? before? That's, That's like... like yeah, I, I never, never feel like... like I, I always feel like such a man, man when I have thing, thing, that done to me. Really? Because I just felt afraid that he might slip. And then, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then in, in, the, uh, in the barber shop, there were so many... Because it's like this famous barber uh, shop in Budapest that was two guys that actually lived in Melbourne and then brought, they've got all this Australian crap on the walls. Um, And they have so many like scissors and like an elk horn on the wall. And then as I started thinking about uh, him accidentally slipping and slicing my throat open, I was like, no, that wouldn't happen if it was Final Destination. So then, (laughs) then I started looking all the other things on the wall is like okay so the elk horn is gonna fall and it's gonna push over this thing that has scissors in it <laughs> and then in the end I think I, I worked out that my final destination way of dying would be I'd get out of there and just walk into oncoming traffic yeah yeah, yeah. do you, do you think, think about, about that a lot? yeah but not not in a scary way no, 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 just in a friendly, like, like finally, like way, way. Uh, more, more like a, finally. more like, <laughs> finally, more like a, hello, friend. <laughs> I know you're coming one day, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've said this because you know how Bilge is a terrible flyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw like a tweet or a Facebook post from her where she said she's, it was her first. Uh, non-Xanax flight in it life. was and she did pretty good but here's here's the difference in us about flyers because there was enough room that we both had our own aisle so we could lie down um, and when she when we landed she said oh my god there was turbulence the whole time and I went was there? Jonathan <laughs> yeah uh, you, uh, there is a problem with the connection I'm not hearing anything you're saying can you repeat the last thing you said? I said uh, there was enough room. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 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 No, no, I can hear you. I said there was enough. Put the G. Okay. I said there was there was enough room that um, that we had our own aisle to lie down, and when we wow. yeah, it's great. That. And when we landed, she she said, "Oh my God, there was turbulence that whole flight," and I said, "Was there?" <laughs> I just didn't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah. I find on a plane, that's when I'm the most comfortable with my mortality. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to be. Yeah, I always, uh, like, like uh, I try to uh, remember to do my, uh, like, a mantra before a flight. If I'm feeling worried that day, to go, like, um, like, yeah, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die anyway. Uh, do I have all my things in order? I suppose so. 
do you have that special friend who's going to go get rid of all your porn? I mean, that doesn't work like, like that any longer, though. I mean, we are not the, uh, the like the last generation had to get rid of their porn. We yeah. are just we just watch it on the internet on uh, uh, like browser. We have a browser. Uh, what you call it? History. Hi- yeah, we have browser history, but you can put like private. Yeah, private browsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think nowadays. In your last moments of death, you start thinking, oh, I need to give somebody my Facebook password so they can say I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yes. How does that yeah. work? I don't know. Uh, uh, and who is the chosen one also? Would I do it to you? Would I tell you my Facebook thing? I think it would be your next of kin. So, yeah, Thorri, yeah. Thorri would do it. Yeah. I think yeah, I have I have him. I have my brother as a, like a emergency contact if something happens to me. My in Iceland, I think mine is my roommate Rönberg, because mm. we're both kind of orphans. Like he's he's Icelandic, but his parents live in Norway, and you know mm. mine live in Australia. So we both have the contact details of our families. <coughs> okay, which means though that I am friends with all of his family on Facebook. Yeah, yes. And uh, this is a problem because his family is horrible. No, they're, they're lovely, and his mom is really funny and, and sassy. Um, but there are times when uh, I'll be saying, oh, yeah, it's your mom's birthday tomorrow, isn't it? And he'll go, is it? <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, he, he is he is kind of uh, in some ways Hrönberg is more like a boyfriend to you than your actual boyfriend <laughs> he's, a, he's a non-sexual life partner yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yes oh, I think he's more like a son mm-hmm. yeah 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 like you know yeah like, hey, I, I'm short on money. Can I borrow some? Sure. Do, do you wipe uh, uh, jam off his chin, chin with your uh, spit? No, but I do make him coffee when he's hungover. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I always knock on his door and say, I, the first thing is, are you decent? And then the second is, <laughs> do you want coffee? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we've, we've, I've been babbling for too long. I am an Australian. And I am Icelandic. And together we are... This is Australia. Neither one of us is in Iceland nor in Australia. Spending our time in hotel rooms like motherfuckers I'm supposed to step in a car in less than an hour Nice 
I will be spending my time with a comedian that I hardly know And a comedian poker which is somehow more fucked up <laughs> this, Like comedian co- comic bookers Yeah <clears throat> Those are another special breed Go on <laughs> I mean we are we are comedians yes. and we have our like uh, mental illness which is being a comedian yes uh, but there's also like a, a, a breed that you get to know through uh, being a comedian which is the comedian booker mm-hmm. the guy who intentionally hangs around with comedians even though they are not comedians yeah uh, and this, this, this is one guy who was uh, driving us, who picked us up. Yeah. Like I, I, I. So my, my, my trip has been like this so far. I woke up in the middle of the night, as you do in Iceland whenever you travel, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and then I flew to Helsinki. Yeah. And then I had to spend three hours in Helsinki airport because I'm flying to Rovaniemi. Which is the town where uh, there's a com- comedy festival. Okay. It's, an, it's in northern it's in northern Finland. It's in Lapland. It's in reindeer country. I've Ooh. seen four reindeer so far. Wow. Uh, and uh, yes, so this guy picked us up, and that's when I realized that I was doing a gig. I thought I was doing gig on Friday and Saturday, but actually I was doing gig on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And the Thursday gig, which was last night, mm-hmm. uh, was in a town called Levy, which is a ski resort town. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, uh, I wasn't prepared, but that doesn't matter. You have your uh, default set in your head yeah. at all times. And so we had a two-hour drive. And there, in that tour drive, I got to know this uh, comedian Booker, who mm-hmm. was driving the car. And uh, I, uh, the first thing I uh, like found out about him is that he has six kids. And I thought immediately, of course you're hanging around with comedians. <laughs> you need to get out of the house at all times. <laughs> You will do it for whatever reason possible. He has six kids. And so so you had to spend two hours after just meeting him with him. Yeah. But he's a nice guy. Finnish people are generally nice people. I love them. Okay. Uh, And, uh, well, I... I know like a, a weird section of Finnish people, though. I know book people and comedy people. Okay. So maybe I just like book people and comedy people. Probably that, that's that's yeah. more likely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what what causes somebody to be a comedy booker? I think it must be appreciation for the uh, the art form, right? Yeah, I've always thought that it was like, you know, the whole those who can't do teach, you know, those who aren't good at comedy run rooms or book comedians. Uh, that's, that's kind of a nasty thing to think. Oh, I, though, did, no, no, I, did, I didn't mean... <laughs> oh, 
God. Oh, yeah, you're talentless. Of course you need to be around talent to feel better. No, I meant, and I, I wasn't talking about anyone in Iceland. I just, like, there were so many comedy rooms in Melbourne who, yeah. who were, specific, like, you could tell when you did your set that the person running them was just someone who was bad at comedy, didn't want to learn how to be good at comedy, and started a room so that they could occasionally have five minutes. Yeah, yeah, I see, see what you mean, but uh, I mean, this guy, is, he isn't trying to get on stage to tell jokes, mm. he just, he's just trying to make this thing happen, and I think there's a, like, there, there are, uh, uh, thankfully, a, sex, like a section of people that do actually, ma- who work on making it possible for artists to thrive. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a selfless thing to do. Of course, they're doing it for money, but they're doing it also just to, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, they don't get enough credit, is what I'm saying. No. Look at the good you do. <laughs> I am a kind man, Jonathan. You are. Hey, I uh, I actually got some feedback from one of our listeners on right? the, on the last couple of episodes. Uh, feedback that came all the way from Poland. Uh, wow! And it said, "I have loved the previous, the the most recent episodes. You sound like you're in a much more positive place." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so like listeners have actually been sensing that you've been uh, like uh, in a painful place or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is also somebody that I, I, I remember I went on a date with. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, he sent me a message yesterday saying, I, I loved uh, the last couple of episodes. You sound like you're a lot happier. That's nice. It is nice. Yeah, yeah you are happier. I have uh, seen you with your uh, new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like uh, you're doing, uh, doing well in, uh, when it comes to your soul. What, hey, I, if, if I could give anybody a piece of advice... Uh, the quickest way to get happy is to date someone who is much younger and much hotter than you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, you, but I thought this sentence was going to end. The quickest way to get happy is to go on mushrooms. <laughs> that also helps. That does help. When a landscape is melting around you, you see life for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the funny thing was uh, just... I can't, I was, I think it was one of the flights I was on. There were some really cool cloud formations, and I already straight away in my head was like, "Oh, these would look really cool if I was on mushrooms." <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, but hey, Bilge and I went on a pub crawl last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a meet in the square and pay us this money and we go to four bars and you get a free drink at each one and you play beer pong. And uh, yeah, we bailed at the, on the fourth, the fourth bar. <laughs> yeah. How, how, yeah, so you gave up or just... Uh... It, was, it was okay and we met some interesting people, but there were, and I know we have a lot of British listeners... There were a lot of young people from the United Kingdom 
Uh, <laughs> made. You're trying so hard to be nice right now. <laughs> Who made it difficult to ha- to enjoy a light buzz? Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people who are just like, oh my god, I don't want to go to the next bar with you because one of you's going to throw up really soon and I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, but Hungary is an interesting place. Uh, yeah, that's you know that's where werewolves are from. Is it where they first came into? Um, only it, only according to this Batman story I read years ago. They all but came ha- from Hungary. <laughs> but Hungary is, Hungary is rich with werewolf uh, mythology. And Romania is vampires. Oh, yeah. Romania is vampires. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what does Iceland have? I think we have... We have... Uh, we have Gilman. And you have the, the horse with the backwards hooves. Oh, yeah. That's kind of a cool... Cool creature. What's it uh, the called? Naker. Naker. The na- with a Y. And it it, uh, uh, it it tempts you to ride it, and then it drowns you, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a a horse that lives in water. It has backwards hooves. That's how you know it. It comes out of the water and it goes, "Hey, you want to ride me?" And then you ride it, but it turns out it has a glue skin, so you will get stuck to it. Oh. And then pulls it goes pulls it down into the water and drowns you while you're sitting on it. What, it's a, what's its purpose? Does it steal your soul, or does it just like to, to drown people? I just assume that it will eat you. Just it needs needs something to eat. What? There's no seagrass. No, human flesh is better. Uh, it has more subs- sustenance. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I, think, I think the weirdest... Uh, I think they're called cryptids, is, is like mythical creatures. The weirdest one I've ever heard of is the Mongolian death worm. Um, wow. Which is like, it's this massive worm that lives under the Gobi Desert... Uh, and it uh, it comes up and it, it has like vicious teeth and it eats people, but it can also electrocute you. I I love that. Yeah, I once watched a whole documentary series where this guy went to different countries to try and find out more about their their creatures. But do, do you have an Australian thing? Yeah, an we've Australian. got we've got um, the bunyip. Which is What's that? It's, it's like our yeti, but it lives in a, a billabong, so like a, a lake. And uh, so it lives in a, a, a clothing shop for douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It lives in a billabong. It constantly <laughs> listens to Jack Johnson uh, and, and loves to smoke weed, play guitar, and tell women how feminism works. Um, oh god <laughs> that's very specific <laughs> um, uh, but it, the, the bunyip lives in a billabong and it, it, it drowns people mainly children yeah well I mean children are asking for it though they are they're just awful but they also another children one is uh, when I used to live in the country there was a place uh, called Ban Ban Springs um, 
and no indigenous people would live there uh, because of the bad mojo or something. But they, they believed in Majimba men, which are like, they're little dwarf people, mm-hmm. and they're covered in hair, and they loiter around campsites on the edges where they can't be seen. And uh, if you stray off from the campsite, they will steal you and eat you. Yeah, I don't know which is worse, eating the children or loitering, because I can't stand loitering, you know? <laughs> Have you ever had that moment as an adult where you are you, you're walking down the street and you see a group of youths uh, and you just think, oh, I better go to the other side of the road? <laughs> up to fucking you. <laughs> I don't know I mean, what they're up to, but I'm sure it's no good. That's the most natural thing ever. I mean, uh, uh, I heard some t- <clears throat> somewhere that uh, you know uh, lions, like adult lions, who uh, should be, who normally are like proud and majestic creatures, mm. they have the same thing, and uh, uh, animals too. But I heard it about lions for some reason when they see. They're walking around in the savanna, and uh, and they see like a bunch of young lions playing around, yeah. and an old lion will take a detour uh-huh. just around the young lions because it's just a natural thing to be afraid of of teenagers. They're awful. They it's it's just it's just a survival thing. The reason why we are afraid are afraid when we see uh, up ahead we see like a bus bus station with uh, youths yeah play, being loud. You go like hmm, is there another way I can walk? Yeah. Because, I because I don't want but like uh, like our animal brain is thinking I don't want to die. Yeah, I will I will go another way because these. These things are likely to kill me. And they bring out more fear in me than seeing a crazy homeless person with a knife. Yeah, a crazy, crazy homeless, homeless person. person. You can hang around with a crazy homeless yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, they've usually got interesting well, ideas. Those fuckers will kill you. They, they are they're you. plotting your, uh, your death, your demise. Especially if they're male. Yeah, especially if they're male, because they have to get rid of you so they can be uh, alphas. Mm, mm. And they don't have a fully formed frontal lobe, so they're going to make stupid decisions, uh, mm-hmm. and they're going to continue to do that until they're at least 25. Yeah. Oh, terrible stuff. But, uh, but where, <laughs> oh, and what a world we're living in since I spoke to you last. Right. North Korea. Oh, what what are they up to now? Uh, they're planning to bomb things. Yeah, bombing things, uh, and then we've also got the the hurricane Irma, uh, yeah, is destroying Harvey. everything. And then yeah. this morning there was. A I earth- mean, Har- Harvey has come a long way from being an invisible rabbit in a John uh, Jimmy Stewart movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I Har- mean, Harvey's gone, how- isn't he? Harvey is gone. Yeah, and now it's Irma. It's a new one. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, one thing that I've realized about myself in mm. uh, like recent months is that I've stopped listening. I know I know never listen to my friends, but I've actually stopped listening to the world. Why? Because I mean it's depressing. 
Yeah. And uh, I, like my own world is so much better, and I have a super hot lady friend, so I just stick to that. Yeah. So so I'm I'm missing out of a lot of like uh, things in the discussion. Yeah. Like uh, what's like there's always. Uh, uh, it's like an Iceland always has an embarrassment of the week, actually. It does. Uh, it's always something that everybody is talking about on Facebook. And I've actually, uh, since Berlin, I've, uh, I, in Berlin I started to, uh, like, deliberately not going on social media. Mm. And it's very liberating. I mean, like like the traitor in Matrix said, ignorance is bliss. I guess so. I just don't know I mean, if I can do I it. I don't recommend it because you, you like we need unignorant people to change the world. Yeah. But I'm turning forty <laughs> next October, so it's too late for me. I'm just gonna be a, an idiot. And that is the exact logic <laughs> that made Brexit happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so much a part of the problem, <laughs> but I recommend being a part of the problem. <laughs> oh it's <God>. awesome. <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time for the embarrassment of, of the week. week. Do you have one? I'm not really. I, I, I hung around with some strippers last night, though. Some strippers? Yeah, it's not embarrassing. It's just something I wanted to say out loud. Okay. <laughs> For the first I time. went to, uh, like, uh, in this town I'm at now, uh, after the gig, which was a good gig, but we were worried. And my friend Ali, who was, uh, who was we were, uh, like, two com- comics doing a show, and he went up before me, and he had to deal with a rowdy crowd, mm. and he he kind of put them in their place, so I I could do uh, so I I went there and they were they were well behaving, mm-hmm. so he needs needs to get credit for that. Here's a uh, here's, his his name is Ali Jahandiri, mm-hmm. and he is uh, of Middle Eastern descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess a lot of his I, I, he is Finnish, so I. I don't understand anything he's saying in his set, but I guess I th- a lot of his jokes are about being stopped at the airports and stuff. I think I think with that name, if he wasn't of Middle Eastern descent, it would be a bit unfortunate for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also he, lo- he looks very Middle Eastern, so that would also be unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no I swear I'm Aryan. I just was born like this. <laughs> I have reverse vitiligo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this joke is. Is it wrong? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. But, but get back to the strippers. Oh yeah. So uh, we went to a a bar and it turned out that it turns into a strip club after uh, after midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember because uh, we were hanging around outside the bar and some girls came and they gave me a compliment. Like, they were like, you were awesome. I loved your stuff. I was like, thank you. Thank you, girls. And then, like, ten minutes later, I saw them wearing, like, they were hanging, when they had changed clothes and they were wearing very stripperish clothes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. Strippers are regular people too. That's what that's what went through my mind. Yeah, and I just kind of ha- ha- hang with them, ha- hung with them. 
and they were nice. Was so it, is it a bit similar to like when you're in school and you see your teacher at the supermarket? I guess it's, yeah, it's a similar feeling. Uh, I, I mean, I think maybe t- 10 years ago I would have in some way romanticized or even fantasized about strippers. But now I just... Now I just want to get to know them. <laughs> I probably... If I would ever... If I would ever, like, uh, pay for a hooker... Mm. I would pay for... I would pay for just talking to her. I would be one of those guys. Oh, you'd, you'd be Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah, I would be Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah, because I would pay... I would, I would bring a gerbil to the, to, through the equation. I guess there's something probably... I don't know, I don't want to say empowering, but interesting about if you're in a profession where people have already seen you naked. I guess so, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to live in a world where, uh, a, like, where uh, a majority of the humans around you, like, lust after you. Mm, mm. Uh, I can't say uh, I've been in that position, yeah. but I remember, I remember once I, I remember I told you about a play I was in where I was naked a lot, right? Yeah. And I was at a Halloween party two months after that show ended, you know. And this is this is a play where I got skull fucked by Jesus, and you know there was simulated sex, and um, and there was a lot of dicks on the stage. And then there was a play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I was at a Halloween party and I was washing my hands after go to the bathroom and this guy uh, said, oh, I know you. And I went, oh, do you? And he said, yeah, you were in that play, Telony. I went, oh, yeah. And then I didn't even think about it. And he said, it was really intense stuff. And then I remembered how naked I was in that play. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I reached in my pocket and I gave him $20 and I said, now it's my turn to see you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, really? And, and did you see him? No, I was. Jo- I joked with him, and he laughed. It was like, oh, because because then he he was like, what? And I said, oh, yeah. oh you've seen my dick. So. <laughs> and then five minutes later, you were alone in the forest, and you had your ponytail connected, and you stroked his cheek and said, "I see you." <laughs> it took me a while to get that one. <laughs> yes, it was a far stretch because nobody remembers Avatar and that's why you shouldn't make sequels because it was just a thing of its time. I mean, I think an Avatar sequel is a mistake, right? I, I, thought, I thought the whole thing was wrapped up quite nicely in the end. Yeah, it's it, it, it was kind of like, uh, it was an embarrassing, it was a re- I loved the movie, but it mm. was an embarrassing movie and it's so easy to make fun of and... Here's the thing: in nerd culture, hmm. you can always uh, you can always uh, see the necessity of a thing from cosplaying, and everyone is cosplaying Deadpool and Star Wars and uh, whatever's going on, Daredevil and stuff. But nobody's cosplaying Avatar because it it's not really a thing. Or do you think it's because it's too hard? No, I think it's because it's t- too uninteresting. Yeah. I think it was it was a technical achievement. It was a great and it was great entertainment, 
But uh, it was basically just it was a one night stand. It I was, I think oh that, that was a great fuck. But yeah, I don't want to do it again. You know. I you think I think the biggest mistake they made in that movie was calling this unobtainable uh, element unobtainium. <laughs> I think that's one of my favorite parts of the book. But all, I, I like... My favorite parts are the bad parts. Yeah. <laughs> like my favorite part of uh, Star Wars, The New Hope, the original Star Wars movie, mm. is... Uh, it's, it's, it's the uh, one thing that I really hated when I was a teenager and a kid. The, the, the final scene, the absolute final scene, where they won the whole battle, they blew up the Death Star, and then they have an award ceremony. <laughs> and uh, they get medals, and for some reason Chewbacca doesn't get a medal. Hashtag racism. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember just seeing that thing, and they're all smiling like idiots, and Princess Leia is putting these medals on them. And I thought, what, what the fuck is this scene? Lots, now that, lots now of people f- died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're, like, Princess Leia's pl- home planet blew up. Yeah. <laughs> I think she is a bit of a sociopath, actually. Because she did, her reaction wasn't a reaction of a person who just saw her entire people die. No. Uh, but that's another thing. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I remember this one. This is such a weird and embarrassing scene. They're getting re- like da 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 adventure adventure ha- adventure action 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 adventure. And now we get a reward. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's so ridiculous. But it's now officially my favorite scene in Star Wars of all t- like my favorite scene of all time in Star Wars. I just love them smiling like idiots while getting medals. I and I, I'm pretty sure uh, Carrie Fisher was uh, on coke that time. She was 19 when she did. Uh, she was on coke uh, during the whole movie. Yeah, uh, uh, at least during um, during uh, Empire Strikes Back. That's why they had to uh, they turn Hoth into a snow planet because uh, it wasn't a snow planet. It just she, she had all this cocaine lying around, <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, just might as well have an action scene here. <laughs> oh, I love her. My favorite uh, role she's ever done was a Peter Griffin's boss in Family Guy. Yes, yeah, she, she is. I mean, when she died. That's the one time I really, like, got emotionally sad when a celebrity died. Uh, I was hanging around with my friend Ivar, who I do the nerd podcast with, Mm -hmm. and we were sitting at Kaxit, which is a bar in Iceland, bar slash hostel, and uh, we were, were, uh, like, regularly checking how... Princess Leia was doing, how Carrie Fisher was doing, because she had that stroke or a heart attack. I don't even remember what it was. Mm. But uh, she was at the hospital uh, near Death's Door, as you say in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were just genuinely worried. And then one time I checked and I saw that she had died and all I said to Ivor was, she died. And then we were like silent for three minutes oh, because wow. we were just we were just sad. She, she she mattered to me. Yeah, I didn't realize how much she mattered until she died. 
I, I, what I love, I mean, I, well, I was going to say what I love about the, her death, but you can't love something about someone's death unless it's, you know, Trump. Um, <clears throat> what, what I enjoyed about the narrative of the whole end of it was that, I mean, she had this tumultuous relationship with her mother, Debbie Reynolds, um, <laughs> who was always fighting to be in the limelight against her. And who then, died the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She died the next. She died from grief. Yeah, and if you've ever seen uh, Carrie Fisher's speaking tour, I think it was like wishful drinking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she spoke a lot about that. About, and I think she even famously in one interview said, um, uh, "My mother would hate it if I died before her." <laughs> oh yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. They, they, they both were so funny. They were hilarious. Okay, uh, yeah. One moment. Okay, uh, give me three minutes. Yeah, two minutes. I'll be downstairs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're still in the podcast? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually taping right now. Hey, say hello to Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Hello. I'm so glad that there's one Australian in Iceland. Cool. Yeah. Book me. Yeah, we, uh, he says book me. Book him. Yeah, book him. He's a comedian as well. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and you need and manager. you need gangs in Finland because apparently they're like forbidden or something. I never seen in one in Finland. Yeah. No, we don't the like. Police gangs. is gonna book him. The police is gonna book him. What do you think the police is gonna book him? <laughs> <laughs> Send him my demo reel. <laughs> uh, it was funny because uh, I was I was telling them about you this morning over breakfast and. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> They said, like, yeah, he's like, uh, he's an Australian gay, he's like the only gay uh, comedian in Iceland. And they say, I bet he is, said Ali, we have more gays in ISIS. (laughs) 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 But have you got to go now? I really have to go, so we are, that's all we have time for. But I think it was a good episode, though. It was a good episode, and we'll be back to regular uh, scheduling next week. Uh, peace out, motherfuckers. Bye. Takk fyrir að hlusta.